So today, I would like to change my topic a bit to, to tailor to the requirements of today. Today, well, there are some Caucasian members coming here, and I, I feel that it would be better for me to change my topic a bit to explain to you why are you coming here? What are you chanting? What kind of ceremony? What are, what are we doing? Or the central issue is, what is Buddhism? Uh, when a person passes away, what happened to him, to her? Where do we come from? Where do we go after we died? What's the central issues of the Buddhist teaching? Don't you, don't you want to know something about that today? Well, instead of, for me, talking again on some profundity of Madhyamaka Sutra. So I would like to concentrate in simplicity today. Um, I guess among some of you, there are some ABCs, not ABCs, CBCs. Is that right? There's some CBCs. And I guess CBCs, they may or may not understand Chinese. So I, it's better for me to speak more on English than, the Ch than Chinese. Why are we coming today? In memory of grandma, is it grandma? In memory of grandma. And um, what happened? Um, Someone dies in the family, is it the end of that person? I missed her. What happened to her? According to the Buddhist teaching, death is not, is not absolutely the end. Death could, could be the beginning of another life. So we don't say death is nihilism. It's when, when someone dies, that's it for, for him or her won't see him anymore, won't see her anymore, and nihilated, nihilistic feelings. Now, the Buddhist teaching does not indicate in that way. Um, the basic issues, when a person passes away, I try to simplify it, but because the Buddhist teaching is so profound, there's so much in it that it takes years to explain it to you. As a matter of fact, one of the richest Literature in, in the philosophy of the human species is Buddhism. And that's not an exaggeration because there is 8,600 volumes over 2,600 years. Thousands of translators and thousands of, 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 of uh, people who, who, uh, who, who wrote commentaries on Buddhist teaching. So that's the richest library on earth without exaggeration. It's a fact. Is Buddhism. So I cannot just give you everything in a, in, 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 in a year, not to say in 20 minutes time. But you need to know something. When a person passes away, what happened to her? When a person passes away, it depends on her karma, on what she have done in her lifetime. It also depends on the karma previous, in previous lives and she would carry her own karma to go into the next life. So the Buddhist teaching believe in reincarnation. There are six possibilities 
of rolling into the next life. One of the six possibilities, human species again. In other words, reborn as human. Another possibility is animal ram, reborn as an animal. That's the reason why a Buddhist won't kill animal for food. We just show you on the TV that every now and then, in order to, to express uh, uh, compassion, uh, not just to, be, to, to humans, but to all animals, we release lives on earth, release lives in the sea. So we don't believe in killing animals for food because they are reincarnates of could be humans before. And also animals also have pain feelings. They also have emotional feelings. They, they have the same feelings as a matter of fact as humans. So that's the reason why we don't kill, we don't, we, we, we don't, we don't kill seal for the fur. You know, how, you know how many seals kill alive in the, in, in the north for a piece of fur that you purchase? Thousands. They were skinned alive. And how many cows and pigs and you name them and chickens got killed because we want to put them on the table to be eaten. So there's the animal ram, rode into a, the possibility is animal ram. The third is the heaven ram. Could be born in heaven too, guardian angels. If that person is reborn in heaven, the happiness is million times more fold than down on earth. In other words, if you go to heaven, of course, you enjoy extreme happiness and happiness in heaven. But then that's not the ultimate place to go because when the time matures, that sentient being in heaven will reincarnate back again into the six paths of reincarnation. So we have to go beyond heaven to go into nirvana in order to be away from life and death. But going to heaven, is, it's out of the six paths, it's the best. Because you go to heaven, you enjoy happiness. But you still died. Okay, that's the third ram. The fourth ram is, of course, the ghost ram. He still lingers around. He does not want to go. He missed his family members so much. He missed the world so much. He missed his assets so much. He missed his diamond jewelry so much. He missed his cash so much. He does not want to go. He wants to hang around. That will be in the ghost ram. Or he had unfinished business that he has to finish. That will be the ghost ram. The fifth is in the infernal ram. Victims of hell. The sixth one will be Azuras. And it takes time to explain Azuras. But given that, just accept what we're talking about um, without detailed explanations. So there will be six paths of reincarnation. So when a person dies, nothing he can take with him. Not his jewelry. Not a single penny. What did he take with him? His own karma. His own karma he can take with him. I don't know if you have seen a movie called A Ghost many years before by Patrick Swayze and uh, someone and before, but before he dies he's, he's, he's said to Molly, uh, it's amazing uh, the love you can take with you. In other words, all the good things you have done, all the karma, all the karmic inferences you can take with you in the reincarnation. Or the bad karma you also can take with you in your reincarnations. That means it's not dominated by God. It's not decided by God. It's decided by you yourself. What did you do? You're responsible for your own actions, your own thoughts, your own speech. Because you roll the karma into the next life. So that's the reincarnation. 
And some people may question, how do I know this reincarnation? Well, an animal is an animal. How do I know that Mr. A was Mr. Chang before in, her, in his last life? There's so many cases of reincarnations. There's so many studies about reincarnation since 1,500 years ago, even in the Western Hemisphere, even in North America. Stevenson, Ian Stevenson, one of the most renowned uh, scholars in the studies of reincarnation. Ian Stevenson, check into the Google for his work. Ian Stevenson, he and his group stay in India and Sri Lanka for 30 years just to study factual cases of reincarnation. He come up with three volumes of hundreds of cases of proven reincarnations. In other words, a boy, a boy was born, a two-year-old, he said, um, I was so-and-so in the next, in the other village, and um, I am what I'm called now, but I, I belong to that village. And my mom is still there, I came from that family. And then they trace it back, trace back and find, oh, that, that's it, that man passed away and became a boy of this village. So many cases about that, you check into that. Um, so many studies about reincarnation or factual life. And as a matter of fact, many other religions believe in reincarnation now. We don't just have one life. You think about it, time is three-dimensional. Time is of the present, the past, and the future. Not just the present. You think you only have the present and that's it? No past, no future? Even within this lifetime, time is three-dimensional. We have last year, we have this year, we have the next year. But you extend the horizon to a wider perspective. Not only of this life, previous lives. Many, many previous lives before. Why did you all guys come together? Why are we brothers and sisters and, 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 and family members? You all are related in your previous lives. Some are related in a good way. Some are related in a bad way. Some are related in a good way. The husband and wife, they stay on until OH. Some, they're not related in a good way. And they come to, he come to get her and she come to get him. They divorce, broken families. Involving crime, jealousy, hatred, anger, violence, you name them. So many things happen in life. Today, you're coming here to pay respect to grandma. And given that grandma um, in her whole lifetime uh, was very good, very kind, very compassionate person, she will be reborn in a good place. Of course, we don't know. But there are ways to know. When a person passes away, all his, all his sensory organs, all his senses shrink into another consciousness. There are eight consciousnesses of a person. We have eight consciousnesses. We have the eye consciousness, the ear consciousness, the nose consciousness, the tongue consciousness, the body consciousness, the mano consciousness, which is the brain, and the manas consciousness, which is the ego consciousness. And finally, we also have the alaya consciousness, which is the storage consciousness. So when a person passes away, all these other seven consciousness shrink into the final alaya consciousness, which is the store consciousness, and became the memory. And that consciousness is, of course, invisible. You can't see consciousness. Consciousness is energy. How can you? We can only see what is being expressed by consciousness. This is our body. Our sensory organs, our eyes, our ears, our nose, the skin, the bone, we can see them. But inside of us, the energy, that consciousness, the hidden consciousness, we can't see them. So when a person passes away, all this other consciousness 
the seven consciousness shrink into the alaya consciousness, and that alaya consciousness, when it's clinically pronounced death, will leave the body. And that consciousness leaves the body in six ways, through six outlets. It's either from the top of the head, or from the eye here, or from the chest, or from the stomach, from the knees, or from the sole, the bottom of the feet. How do we test it out? So if every part of the body is cold, and, and only the bottom of the feet is still warm, it's gradually, gradually losing its heat, we know that the consciousness comes out from there. Because that's how it strings downwards. So when you touch the person, the whole body is cold, but then the, the feet, the, the bottom of the feet is still a little bit heat in there. Oh, that's dangerous. That person is going down in hell. If the consciousness, the heat leaves from, through the knees, that person goes to the animal realm. If the consciousness leaves through the stomach, that goes to the ghost realm. If the consciousness leaves through the heart in here, that is the human realm. If the consciousness leaves from this part of the body, it goes to the heaven realm. If the consciousness leaves from the top of the head, the chakra in here, is reborn, nirvana, is reborn in the Buddha land, or in the land where there's equanimity, the, the land of nirvana, the, the land of enlightenment, the land of being aloof from reincarnation, no more reincarnation. So there, there are places and locations that that person you know, passes away, it leaves, leaves the body. And when a person passes away, he or she does not immediately reincarnate into another body. There is a period of 49 days. He won't go beyond 49 days. He or she may be still hanging around. You can see him, but he can see you. He's very sensitive. He can see you. In other words, he could be still around. And um, he can feel you, but you, of course, sometimes you can feel him too. It's, it, particularly if he attaches to the family so much. So the Buddhists believe that when a person passes away, don't be emotional. Don't cry. Don't say, I love you. I don't want to go away. I don't want you to go away. And uh, please come back again. You, you make her tied up with stronger emotion of attachment. I don't want to leave my family. I want to hang around. I don't want to leave my body. You still want to hang around. You want that body to go, to re be reborn in good place. You don't want to say, Grandma, I love you so much, you got to stay. If, if, if she stayed in a, in a ghost realm, and some ghosts stay for hundreds of years still around. Have you seen haunt houses before? They stay. They don't want to go away. Have you seen a movie called Ghostbusters? It happened. In old hotels, motels, restaurants. So when I go to a hotel, I always don't want to stay at a dead-end room. <laughs> because that's the place where they hide. And when I go to a hotel, the first time I open the door, I said, please, I only come for a few days. <laughs> I, I won't disturb you and you won't disturb me. <laughs> on a friendly basis. So today... Concentrate in the chanting. You want to dedicate that wholeheartedness, that compassion to grandma, wishing that grandma would be reborn in a much better place. Hopefully, we'll be reborn in the, in the Buddha land. We don't know. Usually, for people who practice 
according to, to the Buddhist teaching, then at the juncture of going away, he has control on where he's going. Why do we study Buddhism? One of the most important reasons is, at the moment of death, can you control where you're going? Now, if you practice Buddhism, you can control it. You want to go that certain way. You don't want to roll into that realm just according to your own karma. You want to be under control. So that's why you practiced it. You practice samatha, you practice vipassana. That's why you also know that I got to watch my karma. What is karma? Anyway, K-A-R-M-A. You check in Google. There's not a definition these days from, from, from internet. Karma is an accumulation of your thought, your actions, and your speech. Everything about you, of all your actions, of all your speeches. So you don't curse, you don't lie, you don't sl slander people, you don't do all kinds of bad things about speeches. You don't do all kinds of bad things about action. You don't kill, you don't steal, you don't... So many things you cannot do. If you do, you run into karmic inferences. Even thought has karma. Even thought has energy. It produces... Every thought is important. Not just the action. Action is the expression of the hidden thought. So when you study Buddhism, you clarify, you, you purify yourself from thought, not from speech. Speech is the second generation. The first generation is from a thought. So a Buddhist always watches his thought. His thought got to be morale, got to be righteous, got to be compassionate. His thought got to be right. It applies to, um, to positive thinkers of North American philosophy. People think that whatever I think, I can do. That's, that's right, because the mind is the most powerful. You've got to watch your own mind. Whatever the mind can conceive, the mind can do. It's very scientific and practical. Those who study the Buddhist teaching, they know that they can achieve anything you want, as long as you put your mind into it. You can be the Buddha if you put your mind into it. You can be the Bodhisattva if you put your mind into it. You can be successful in your business if you put your mind into it. Have you put your mind into it? Today, we would like you to put your mind into doing a ceremony for Grandma. Give your whole heart out. A heartfelt compassion, wishing that Grandma would be born in a good place with the help of Bodhisattva, Siddhigabha Bodhisattva. There was a, a Siddhigabha Bodhisattva who vowed to help those who passed away. In other words, people who passed away, they may be still roaming around, they don't know what to do, they're so grief-stricken, they feel so, so sad, but Siddhagama Bodhisattva will, 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 will console them, will give her the consolation and say, this is the time to go, and here are the family members, they are chanting for you, and let me lead you to the way, to a good place. So hopefully, Siddhagama Bodhisattva will lead Grandma to a place that is much better than what he's intended to go. Maybe he's already in a good place, but you want to elevate that. You want to elevate that to a higher level. That's the best.